and welcome back to the Made to Lead podcast. My name is Rachel and I'm the current host of Made to Lead. Today we're joined by Hannah Driscoll. She is an assistant director here at the ILC. Um, Hannah, tell us a little bit about yourself. Hi, Rachel. Um, It's great to be here. So I joined the ILC a few months ago. Um, I previously worked in the financial aid office here at UIUC. Um, And before that, uh, I got a degree. I thought I wanted to go into counseling. um, And so I do have a background working, uh, like, or was trained to work uh, as a school counselor um, and kind of decided that a path in higher ed was more along what I wanted. That's super cool. What made you want to get into counseling? So uh, when I was kind of thinking about what I wanted to do, I always thought that I wanted to work with K-12 students. Um, And I think a lot of the skills that I learned in my master's program for counseling uh, have really been good transferable skills. Mm -hmm. Um, But once I went straight from undergrad into grad school, And I think maybe if I had taken a break to kind of explore my interests and my strengths a little bit more, um, after getting some experience like with K-12, I realized that maybe working in higher ed was just a better fit for Mm -hmm. me personally. Yeah, for sure. That makes sense. Um, So what made you want to work at the ILC after the financial aid department? Um, So in the financial aid office, um, I had some kind of very specific program responsibilities. Um, And one of the things that I did was work with a tutoring program called America Reads, America Counts, um, basically working with undergraduate students who work with the local um, Champaign and Urbana school districts to help students with math and reading. Um, I really enjoyed the experience of working with the students there, Um, and when I saw the opportunity come up at the ILC, um, it just seemed like a really great opportunity um, to work with students uh, in kind of like an even more um, like personal capacity. Um, to kind of get to know students more, help them develop their skills, Mm -hmm. um, and do, yeah, more of the things that I was interested in doing. Mm -hmm. Because I guess, like, with the financial aid department, you're probably not interacting with the student body as much, but here you're definitely, like, very involved in the kids' lives, which is super cool. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and being, like, being able to be working with the student employment program here is awesome, just getting to know everybody and see... Um, how people's skills are developing across mm-hmm. all of the positions here. That's been a really fun Yeah, experience. for sure. Um, so what does your job as an assistant director entail? So I work, um, I help manage the student employment program for the ILC. So we have, uh, I would say like five different, no, we might have to go back to that part. Like technically... <laughs> We have like five different areas, but we mm-hmm. have like four teams. So I will just say we have four different teams here that have student employees at the ILC. So I help manage like the hiring process um, for all of those, and then we'll do training. Um, 
I also work with the Leadership Certificate Program, which is pretty cool. Uh, the program requirements, we've been working on revamping them to relaunch in the fall. Um, and so it's been great to see all of the students who are currently in the program progressing toward getting that certificate and I'm looking forward to even more people joining next year. Mm -hmm. um, and then I also work with the Institute by Leadership, which is like a four-day retreat. We partner with the nonprofit company called Leadership um, to put that on for a group of students who are sponsored like by their academic colleges to go. So mm -hmm. those are kind of the main things that I will be working on. Or Yeah, uh, <laughs> that's super cool. Um, so you mentioned like these organizations used to help with, with like education in Champaign and Urbana. Um, was that kind of like your initial experience in leadership and like teaching leadership? Or did you kind of like learn it in while you were in undergrad and stuff like that? Yeah, I would say that most of my experience with leadership has been pretty informal. Like, I don't have a formal background in leadership education. Mm -hmm. And so I think a lot of the experiences have come either, like, from when I was a student or, like, in grad school doing my internship um, or the work experiences I've had kind of leading up to now. Mm -hmm. um, I think one of the interesting things about the leadership model that we have uh, is that it goes so much more beyond like you have to be in a formal like you have to be the president of something to be a leader and that was something I didn't necessarily always like recognize mm -hmm. or put a name to in the past but I feel like this is really helpful uh in reflecting on like the ways that I may actually have had leadership mm -hmm. experiences or the different ways like not everybody leads in the same way or has the same skill set to be mm -hmm. a leader. So. Yeah and I think for the most part it's not extremely common for people to have like actual leadership education in a classroom mm -hmm. um, and I think honestly the best way to learn is sometimes just by practice and experiencing yeah. it so I think definitely just by like being involved like at work and like being a part of these organizations that definitely teaches you a lot about leadership too. Um, so we're actually going to be playing a game today for today's podcast. Um, Hannah, did you want to explain the rules? Sure. Um, so we have the, it's called the Voyager Leadership Learning Cards. Um, and within the card set, um, there are a couple different decks of cards. And so for the game today, um, we're going to use a set of their reflection questions, um, which have different questions, and it's kind of like Mad Libs, where um, it'll ask a question, and then there's a blank or two blanks for you to fill in, and then the second deck we have is the student leadership competencies, um, which is a bunch of different leadership competencies that will randomly draw and fill in the blank on the cards. Mm -hmm. It sounds cool. I feel like this will be fun. Yeah, I think mm -hmm. um, a little, yeah, like Mad Libs mm -hmm. feel to it. Yeah. So. <laughs> um, so the first question, what implications might arise for leaders who don't engage in blank? And we will fill in the blank with productive relationships. So to put it both together, the question becomes, what implication might arise for leaders who don't engage in productive relationships? Um, 
and productive relationships are defined as cultivating productive can we repeat that yeah. part? Okay. Um, so productive relationships on the card, it defines those as cultivating productive, mutually beneficial relationships with others. So I think ultimately the question's asking, what are the implications for leaders when they don't engage in relationship building with other people? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I feel like... In my experience, if you're not kind of cultivating that environment and those relationships, it can lead to kind of a hostile environment just because I feel like a lot of people won't necessarily feel comfortable, especially in like a work environment. They might not be comfortable in approaching you in in an issue or maybe like something with work arises and they kind of need some advice or like need to understand like how to approach the situation. Mm -hmm. I think that kind of does lead to some tension and some like, I guess, pain points within the organization, if that makes sense, because it's not flowing as efficiently, like the workflow isn't flowing as as efficiently as it could. Yeah. And I feel like that's definitely something that people pick up on, like, Mm -hmm. um, just the culture of the office or whatever work environment you're in mm-hmm. if somebody is not open to working with you I feel like people can feel that yeah like and it can have a really big impact on the work that you mm-hmm. do yeah and I think definitely people are unhappy in the workplace that could definitely lead to like more tension in the future which is I guess eventually just leads to a bigger buildup, especially if it is your boss in that situation I think it's supposed to be, yeah, yeah basically a leadership boss yeah. kind of thing um and I just think it probably isn't good for anyone in that kind of work environment yeah and I would say too thinking about um working with people outside of your organization if you're not willing to like invest in um relationships with like your partner organizations or like here with other offices on campus or within the community um I think ultimately that really kind of stifles the growth and productivity of your Mm -hmm. own office and I feel like it would be really hard to move forward I think that's a great point too because sometimes it's not you at least with from like a business it's not just about the business itself it's also about like working with other organizations and like you were saying, like furthering that growth with partnerships. Okay, question number two. The question is, what is your philosophy of blank? And we're going to fill in the blank with follow through. Um, So what is your philosophy of or on follow through? It's defined as seeing something through to the end, even when presented with challenges. I personally feel like it's important to stick with what you committed to doing because I don't know I think it definitely shows I it shows you a lot about your character like even if you're maybe like not enjoying the situation Mm -hmm. so I think definitely sticking it through you can be you can go back and be like I learned so much about myself during that period which I think is a very like important skill to learn Um, But at the same time, I think sometimes things can be, like, very toxic and be very bad for you that 
it does make sense for you to like reach a certain point and step away too Mm -hmm. yeah I think that that is a good like encapsulation of the philosophy right where recognizing the importance of follow-through and like you said even if it's not something maybe you particularly wanted to do or maybe it's been a difficult process uh, but there are a lot of learning opportunity like growth opportunities that Mm -hmm. can come from it but then also balancing that with your own like well-being and Mm -hmm. um just kind of knowing your own personal limits yeah Mm -hmm. and I think there can often be like a hard balance between that like I know for me I had like a I had two jobs my senior year that I quit on the second day the first one was at Chick-fil-A, which is just like, okay. Like, I went I went to work at a boba shop instead, which honestly was the best decision for me because, like, I stayed at that boba shop for, like, two years, and it was, like, one of, like, the best experiences ever because I made so many close friends in that position, so I think it was ultimately right for me to do. Mm-hmm. But I remember during that same period, I also had a job at State Farm. Like, I got a job there after the first day, like, They marketed it as a, like, marketing internship position, and I'd be doing, like, outreach. I'd be going to, like, different businesses to have them, like, sign up for insurance with State Farm. There would be, like, 10 other interns, and we'd have, like, meetings and kind of work together, and it'd be a great learning experience. But then as soon as I got there, I was the only intern, and I was being treated as an insurance agent. Like, I was answering phone calls, like, answering insurance emails like stuff like that so in that position too I think it was kind of like a misinformation kind of thing like the job position wasn't at all like it was described to be especially like in the interview was definitely like a way different vibe Mm -hmm. so I think definitely like after that I remember my friend's mom saying like oh maybe she shouldn't be like quitting a job on the second day like on the first day which I think is understandable like I can see how that definitely is like a very bad thing to do Mm -hmm. but I think ultimately it was like the right decision for me to do instead of like following through with those positions yeah it sounds and it that kind of ties into the leadership model right where you think about like the bottom is like self-management self-knowledge self-reflection um and so when you're thinking about like follow through on a task just having that awareness of like what your capacity is Mm -hmm. and then also thinking about like what what the tasks are specifically that you're going to be asked to do because that sounds like a situation where um ultimately it probably was the best thing (laughs) yeah and it was I remember in the moment I felt super bad for not following through with it because it's like I committed to this job like all of a sudden like I'm just backing out and I think that definitely took me like a while to get over because like I just felt so down on myself for not following through but I think at the end of the day like sometimes we do need to prioritize ourselves over like these different things all right third question from the reflection deck question says describe a situation in which engaging in blank was beneficial to group functioning and how was it beneficial so we're going to fill in the blank with the leadership competency of others' circumstances. 
Um, so the question becomes, describe a situation in which engaging in other circumstances was beneficial to group functioning and how was it beneficial? So the card defines other circumstances as acting in ways that consider the context of the situations, conditions, and or experiences that others are facing. Um, so when I think about this, I know that the competency is other circumstances, but to me it kind of comes back to empathy mm -hmm. um, and being able to consider how um, other people's ideas, circumstances, situations, um, taking that in con into consideration when you are like working together as a mm -hmm. group. So that's kind of how I'm going to... Yeah, this. <laughs> I, I honestly think I was thinking of it in a similar way, especially with, like, group projects. Mm -hmm. That's, like, kind of what's coming to mind for me, like, in classes when you're assigned, like, partners and you guys have to work together on something. Um, I think, like you were saying, it's important to have, like, empathy in those situations because, like, a lot of the times you never know what other students are going through, like, different people have different workloads like they may be working like a full-time job on top of full-time classes maybe their workload is just like extreme at that point um they might be having like their own mental health struggles too so it's like when I'm in those positions and like let's say I was supposed to meet with my group at like five or something and then someone texts like oh I can't make it anymore I'm so sorry I'm just like going through something like I personally think like it's important to understand where they're coming from like they're not mm -hmm. trying to kind of bring the group down but everyone just kind of like going through their own things absolutely uh yeah i think that's really i think considering empathy and taking an empathetic approach like when you're working in a group is super important mm -hmm. to just the health of like everybody yeah. and the productivity um and that's not to say, like, if somebody is running late or text to say, like, it's not that you can't have a human reaction to it. Like, you might feel frustrated by that. Mm -hmm. But then just taking the other person's point of view or, um, like you said, considering what other circumstances they might have mm -hmm. going on and before you react to something trying to take a step back and get some perspective even if like your immediate feeling is frustration mm -hmm. um yeah just again taking a step back to try and yeah. get some perspective on it I honestly think it's important to always consider things from like another person's shoes mm -hmm. just because I know with me like if I were to act just on immediately like how I'm feeling like it's a very tunnel vision sometimes because you're only seeing things your way so I think definitely like you were saying like considering other perspectives is very important question number four um describe a time that you engaged in blank and it was highly effective in what ways was it effective we're going to fill in the blank with self-understanding which is being aware of one's beliefs styles strengths and weaknesses um so the reflection question ultimately becomes Describe a time that you engaged in self-understanding and it was highly effective. Um, in what ways was it effective? Hmm. I feel like that one's very deep. Yes. I feel like the example that's coming to mind for me is, like, I grew up playing, like, a lot of sports. Like, I from the age of 
six, I think. It was just nonstop. Like, I go to school as soon as school is out. I go to practices. I go to, like, multiple practices. Um, but in high school, it became a very extreme version of that mm-hmm. because I would be doing, like, club softball. I think my freshman year, I did marching band, club softball, and water polo. So <laughs> it was just, like, practice after practice after practice. And then and I think as soon as I graduated... I, like, knew how much of, like, a toll all that was Mm. taking on my body, but I didn't know how to, like, balance it or, like, stop doing it, if that makes sense. Like, Mm. I felt like I needed to be, like, extremely active because, like, that's what I always knew to, like, to do kind of thing. So I think definitely, like, understanding, like, I've been pushing myself to the point of fatigue so much and, like, I need to take a step back and, like, stop kind of playing into that cycle and, like, overexerting myself, I think that was very effective for me and it was overall like very good for my mental health and I feel like it was good for my body too (laughs) (laughs) yeah I'm sure Mm -hmm. appreciated a little break (laughs) yeah (laughs) I was trying to think of a time and it sounds kind of similar Mm -hmm. where and maybe this is where like one way that we come about to self-understanding um is by going through something that's difficult or like we're pushed to a point where we feel like something has to change Mm -hmm. um but I'm thinking about times like I have had sometimes a hard time communicating um like when I need help to other people so Mm -hmm. both like personally and professionally when I've had a lot on my plate um it's I'm not always somebody that will reach out and ask for help or even, like, accept help when other people offer it. And so I think once I had that realization about myself, after going through a couple times where um, maybe things, like, I was overwhelmed, I did have too much, and Mm. I did not reach out to other people for help um, or ask for what I needed, um, just realizing, like, that's not... I mean that's really honestly not very healthy and it's not sustainable Mm -hmm. um, and it's not leading to the outcomes that I want Yeah. and so I think having that reflection piece of understanding um, how do I like what are the indicators for me that tell me okay I'm getting to a point where it's becoming too much Mm -hmm. and once I recognize that, then taking the next step and asking mm-hmm. somebody else for help. And I have, like, I have actually changed my ways a bit on that. And I think just in terms of how I feel and the results that come out of it, mm-hmm. um, I would say it definitely has been beneficial to, yeah. to engage in that. Yeah, I think definitely learning how to seek help is a difficult task to like overcome and like actually practice like I think Mm -hmm. at least for like me and like I know a lot of my friends have experienced this it's like very hard to kind of make that first step but I think at the end of the day like you were saying it does pay off and Mm -hmm. I guess after the first time it definitely does get easier too just learning how to know you're at your limit and asking people for help absolutely thank you Hannah for coming on the podcast it was lovely having you on Thank you so much for having me. It was great to have the opportunity to talk with you. Yeah, of course. Um, 
So that's it for today's podcast. Um, Keep an eye out on the Illinois Leadership Center's Instagram at Illinois Leadership Center um, for any updates on future podcasts. Um, I hope you guys are having a great week and are being the best versions of yourselves because the world needs better leaders. (laughs) 